All right, no man, it's Masters live broadcasting right now. Put that open up and we can go. Greg Hollenbach and Nick Epstein here at the Salty Crab in uh, beautiful Fort Myers, Florida. We're back at the Salty Crab. They treat us well, and we might as well stamp this table because we're going to be here for a while. I agree, and as we get going here, we got to tell you what's on our show today. We've got lined up for you a couple of things, one being uh, we're going to check in at the Shamrock Food Show. Here's the problem, Nick. Do you know the problem? I want to know the problem, and I want to solve it. <laughs> I don't know if we can solve it. There, it's at the convention center, and when there are so many people in the convention center, the cell service is wonky, almost even terrible. What are you showing me? We're supposed to have a live look-in. Got it. <laughs> We're live. I know. We're live. <laughs> We've got people showing us that our faces are dark. The Denver Convention Center has a little bit too many people. Our chef, Mark Henry, is going to get back to us when he can. Yeah, that's cool. And then also coming up on the show today is Erin Boyle. She's the executive director of CHOW. And CHOW, again, I try and always figure out what it is. It's an acronym for Culinary Hospitality outreach and wellness Absolutely. i believe that's what it is and aaron boyle she's going to be standing by here soon we've been here in uh fort myers florida today was an interesting day because um we got up in the airbnb our second airbnb of the week or, or of the of our stay and we were scheduled to be there until next tuesday nick and what happened it fell short of our expectations i don't want to say we're first class high rate all this but uh it had some defects that we needed to address, and uh, we're going to move to a new spot. <laughs> so we are moving to a new spot. This is... <laughs> this, there's so much going on right now here. But the Salty Crab, we had a lot of fun um, here, and we've enjoyed their food a lot. But right now I want to show a couple of things that we've been doing, and I think the Internet service is a little wonky right now and i want to try and get it going here this is what live broadcasting is uh nick show that screen and let's dig into this and this is basically just uh, a little recap recap slideshow and we'll turn the volume down on that for sure or can we we can do it right here a little taste of florida here for the last week nick that's a sunset there's what we're cruising around in right there that's a jeep and <laughs> Right there, right? Uh, this is what the trip is all about. Gr Chefs cooking us gourmet meals. And that's uh, the, I don't know, what would you say, the staple of Southwest Florida right there? Grouper. And I love Grouper. This is, yeah, I mean, this was, I believe this was at Sky Bar in downtown Fort Myers. How about right there? The salad in downtown Fort Myers, Sky Bar. How about right there? The sushi downtown fort myers sky bar <laughs> sky bar has a little bit of everything great spot amazing views on top of the firestone in uh right in the heart of downtown fort myers yeah downtown fort myers if you, if you think about it and i don't know how many of you have been to southwest florida but um downtown fort myers and fort myers beach i don't know what is it about 30 minutes away from each other definitely 30 minutes away from each other but very different um, the beach is the beach and downtown you would think well it's on the beach but no it's on the Caloosahatchee and it's just um, I don't know 20 miles I would yeah. say up the Caloosahatchee yes. and, and there you go so that was a, 
uh, a, a little light sushi appetizer that I had there. And the drinks were fantastic. So the view from that place is um, it's outrageous. It's phenomenal. And <laughs> I laughed uh, at the, the meat skewers. The meat skewers. I don't know. Three to them. Tenderloin meat, meat skewers, you really can't go wrong. I mean, that's just meat at its fine. It had some mushrooms on there, too. Yes. Right? They were cooked so good that as embarrassing as it is, after I finished this first plate, I said, bring another one, and I cleaned out the second one, too. Yeah, so you got six of those skewers in you, and <laughs> I don't know. I mean, your appetites are usually pretty healthy, but two, two plates of that uh, wasn't enough. So, uh, And there you go. That's a margarita. You have to have a margarita when you're down on the beach is for sure. Cabos. So we're standing by again. Aaron Boyle's coming up from uh, Chow. It's an outreach program based in Denver. We're in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, myself, Greg Hollenbeck, and Nick Epstein. We're just kind of going down memory lane as we wait for our guests. We're hoping to catch up with Mark Henry, um, a chef in Colorado Springs, who's at the food show. And connectivity inside the food show is terrible. So we're trying to work through that right there as we are live on Facebook. We had to take a picture of this, right, Nick? Salon Nicholas. I mean, how could you go <laughs> wrong? You're going to get a badass cut. <laughs> And you're going to walk out like you're a million bucks. Okay. <laughs> well, you, all you did was point at the sign, though. You, you didn't really even uh, Well, I'm, I'm the owner. I can't <laughs> get my hands dirty. I just have to promote. That's in downtown Fort Myers, too. Okay, this, this right here. And, uh, you know, uh, I want to play this, and I don't know if the music's over it. I, um, how do we set the stage for this? So we were at a uh, restaurant, unnamed restaurant. If you've ever been there, you probably know the, the atmosphere. Let's just say they bring um, their wings out, their food out, in a bucket. Yes, a sports bar in the area. And uh, I wish this picture could tell what the story was, but it just doesn't. Well, the, the, the video will, though. So what we wanted to show here, and this is very, very food service focused right here, and this is not meant to shame. I mean, well, maybe it is. Um, this poor server, she even she came over, we talked to her, and we said, hey, that was quite the table that you had right there. She said, you know what, this has been the worst shift. <laughs> <laughs> it's been the worst shift of my life, and uh, rightfully so. So what we're about to play you here. Um, we'll just we'll we'll do the commentary after we show you what this is all about, and we'll just keep the audio off. But take a look. That's a table of uh, I think what fourteen to seventeen folks there. Healthy table, and very healthy. Each one of those individuals, as you can see, this young lady as she circles around the table, um, each one of them had a different uh, had a separate uh, ticket. Probably. Probably for about ten bucks a piece, and no help from the manager. I mean, when you got a fourteen top, it's a team effort. So let's just talk about the ripple effect of what that does. Um, so as we're waiting for our bucket of food, and again, this wasn't our fine, finest dining moment, but we wanted to watch a little bit of the Denver Broncos preseason game, right? Absolutely. So, so it's a sports bar, and listen, sports bars have their purpose. It's not supposed to be perfect. You're supposed to be a little tolerant. It's busy. People are coming and going. It is what it is, right? This this gal, um, she was our server as well. Unfortunately, she wasn't able to even um, take our orders for about 30 minutes because of the ripple effect of what we're seeing here. Of and I'll just I'll, I'll just play it again. Of the table 
of 14. And I think, you know, here, here's the deal. That, uh, maybe an association that was meeting or uh, board members of some sort. Bridge club. A bridge club. They all have name tags, but each one of them on a separate ticket. Here's what I would say. And, and people on the stream, I want your feedback from this. I, this is one of those things where you have to notice it and you have to know what's going on because it's very real and relevant inside the food service world. And if you're an industry person, you know exactly what's going on here. But that gal had to walk around with 14 to 17 different tickets, and that ripple effect affected our table and probably five other tables that were not able to see the presence of this woman for another 20 minutes. Nick, how long does it take to walk around that table and, and, and do individual tickets for everybody? Too long, but it's her job. She did it. And you have to have compassion when you're at a restaurant because they're serving you, and sometimes it's not going to be in two seconds. you got to know what's going on. And we actually knew what was going on because we were sitting right next to the 16 top that uh, – that needed extra ketchup and extra water and extra iced tea. So what's the workaround on this? If you're going anywhere with a table, uh, wanting a table of 15, let's say, um, even 10, arrange ahead of time. Absolutely. Get a pool of money together and say, here's, here's what we're doing today. And if everybody could chip in $20, if there's any money left, you know, don't go berserk. Obviously, if they had an iced tea and, and a sandwich or whatever it was. But it was just a miserable experience all the way around. That poor girl just wanted to kill herself. Yeah, you can't roll up with 16 and, and be like, okay, yeah, we're ready. We're ready to get service. No. Yeah. Talk to the manager. Get maybe a private room. <laughs> and, then the, and then the manager can help out. And Not a sports bar people. on a Sunday? No. Everybody, yeah, everybody on the same ticket. So that, yeah. was, that was worth um, noting. And I'd love to have your feedback from this uh, from the stream. This is this is why. I mean, I I say it, I'm a, a sunset tweaker, but this is really why I am a sunset tweaker right there. The pier. And look at it. I mean, all eyes obviously are focused on this the sunset right here, right? I mean, what else would you possibly want to look at? Beautiful water. Just epicness. There was a little bit of lightning in the background, but just, uh, you know, fun. That's the shot right there. And it continues. Well, I don't know. That's a good shot, too. So if you guys have an opportunity. So why are we in Fort Myers Beach, Florida, Nick? I don't know. We went on a three-week three road trip in Colorado, and that's the fifth annual road trip. Look at this guy. He wanted to do a wheel kick. <laughs> and, uh, in the water. We, uh, we captured a couple of them. Three weeks on the road. We've, I don't know, we got about 25 episodes filmed. If you go to themoderneater.com, you'll be able to see a lot of wonderful, hyper-local content. And we have to thank, as always, the people that make this programming work and happen. Um, throw a couple of those logos up on there, Nick, with this beautiful background. Absolutely. This is what it's all about. Standing by for Erin Boyle. She's the executive director of Chow, a nonprofit that's helpful for resources for um, folks that need it in the service industry. And I'm very, very pleased to be able to talk to her today. Um, we'll start with Sawatch. I mean, we use them every day of our road trip. It was amazing. The chefs love it. And uh, what do they make, Nick? The eaters love it. Ooh, amazing cheeses. Artisan products, butter. I love their butter. So oh, yeah. We had tons of their butter. Uh, even Cooper and Mary use their cheese up in Grand Junction. 
All right, so what do you have up there? So watch Artisan Foods. I'll tell you about Royal Crest Dairy, and there's something big going on with Royal Crest right now. I'll tell you in the in the coming shows if I can get uh, Scott Jones on from Royal Crest Dairy. There's some really exciting news going on with them. Also, um, and we'll just go to the other shot there of us, Nick, as we overlay these babies together. See the beautiful background with us. So Royal Crest Dairy, thank you guys as well. Colorado Mills Sunflower Products. Elevation reps, Shamrock Food Service. We're trying desperately to get a, a bug into the um, uh, Shamrock Food Service to talk to somebody. Uh, there's a competition, a chef's competition going on right now. You keep going back and forth from one thing to the next, Nick. You're making people dizzy. Which camera do you want there? A side-by-side? -side? There we go. I love that sunset. There's the shot. That's the shot right there. Beautiful sunset as we continue. Brews beers, Pueblo Chili Growers Association. That's coming up in uh, next month, Nick. You ever been to the Chili Festival? No, but I can't wait. I got a couple of people in mind that uh, really want to go. Robert and uh, Shane Milberger, our friends down in Pueblo, they're ready to go, and we're ready to be there. Yeah, on Friday, September 23rd. Friday, I think. Um, we're going to do a little preview of the Pueblo Chili Festival and try and get Daniel on the show with us. Uh, we'll be at the Pueblo Chili Festival. What are the dates again, Nick? September 23rd, 24th, and 25th, three-day weekend. Three -day Cooking weekend. competitions, yeah. chili, farm stands, everything. Uh, roasting chilies. I say make the trip, right, and, and book something. If you can get an Airbnb or some one of the hotels downtown. But you'd really be pleasantly surprised. Uh, with what's going on down in Chile, uh, in Chile, in uh, Pueblo with the Chile Festival. Uh, for starters, at the Chile Festival, not only are you going to see all those great vendors and the, you, you come for the chilies, but the dining as well. Five-star experience if you go to 21 Steak. <laughs> You're going to get fed down there at the festival, and absolutely, absolutely we, we have a close relationship with 21 Steak. That is such a fine dining dinner spot that is a must go to in Pueblo. Uh, also, the Spice Guy can't thank you enough. We brought the, sp uh, the Spice Guy spices along with us on our road trip. Again, themoderneater.com, and I'll just show them this side by side, Nick, themoderneater.com. We've got some great new content uh, that's up there on the Modern Eater's website, and you can see some of these new blog entries you're going to want to just go and check out and um, just dig in. I mean, you jump in on any one of these, you're going to have a couple of things. You're going to have... Um, so obviously great photos by the modern eater there's Zuri and James and Jeff and uh, the video right there of that um, that particular uh, stop that was in Palisade there so as the days and weeks go by we're going to be posting a lot of these videos for you and I have to tell you the theme uh, and it's real Nick it's uh, the theme of inflation, and food is skyrocketing. Yesterday, we were in a Publix. It's a grocery store, uh, obviously similar to, like, a King Supers in, in Colorado. But inside the Publix, I was talking to the guy at the meat and fish counter, and he said, most of my pr prices for, for meat have doubled and tripled. Doubled and tripled. So you're seeing... The, you're seeing inflation and food costs and, and production of food skyrocketing right now, Nick, skyrocketing. And unfortunately, some products are being taken off the shelves and not even offered. 
So, I mean, you ask for something, and they're like, yeah, we don't order that right now. And I have to tell you, local is the way to go right now as you're starting to see what commodity food costs versus what local food costs. Uh, the gap is narrowing, and to just spend, you know, if not the same, but just a little bit more on some delicious uh, locally grown or produced food, that the decision needs it's pretty clear right now on what you're going to do and that's to support the partners and businesses in in your local communities um, wherever that may be because i tell you local is everywhere so check out the moderneater.com that's a fun place to be um, because we're just furiously uh, frantically putting up new content on a daily basis so you'll see that with the moderneater.com on our instagram uh, lots of cool stuff going on there. But what I like to see are these story recaps. And these story recaps are on a daily basis. You can see day one, day two, day three, day four, day five, day six, day seven. Uh, you get the ideas. You go all the way down the line. And uh, just a wonderful, wonderful place to be for Modern Eater content. And uh, check out those stories as well as uh, everything else there. Our YouTube channel, we're posting a lot of stuff on our YouTube channel, Nick. And... Um, you know, don't miss out on that. So check out these videos that we're working hard to produce for you and would love to get our subscription base up a little bit higher. So when you're on our YouTube channel, why don't you go ahead and throw us a, subs uh, a subscription like and also um, notify yourself when we're live. Yeah. And if you ever need to know a little bit more about a story, hit us up. Greg at TheModernEater.com, Nick at TheModernEater.com. You can comment on our Facebook comment on a picture on instagram we're always available yeah it's all there for you so one of the things that i did want to show is la playa and la playa as i get this up here nick and i want to just do play this slideshow hopefully we don't have to start from the beginning we do we have to turn the music off okay there we go let's play this slideshow so if you check it out here where are we where are we where are we oh all right i, I know so that place in Naples, it's just south of Fort Myers Beach, and it's uh, Naples, Florida. And in Naples, Florida, there's a uh, resort called La Playa. And in La Playa is one of my favorite restaurants. It's called the Belene, B-E-L-E-E-N. In Belene, um, look at this black grouper dish on a risotto, which was f freaking unreal. A work of art. It was a work of art. And that black grouper, you've got the mahi-mahi equally as good or just you wish you would have gotten the grouper i tried the grouper and it was pretty damn good yeah i mean that grouper oh, dish yeah. was fantastic yeah. but they also had blood orange jalapeno margaritas which were pretty good too yeah this time of year is really hot um hot and humid so a lot less people but that's la playa and that's in naples colorado these tacos right there we didn't have enough food so we had to go to a place in downtown fort myers florida uh, called what, Nick? Cabos. That's Cabos Cab Cantina. Yeah, that's Cabos Cantina. So I want to do this as we go around to there and, uh, yeah, just show that. I'm going to try and make this call. You guys can do this with us. I'm going to try and reach Erin Boyle right now from Chow and see if she's available. And if she's available, I'll take that interview right now. Um, but, again, as we're working hard and doing a lot of this production stuff, on the run, we appreciate you tuning in with us here today on the Modern Eater Show. You can catch all of our broadcasts. Um, we will have on themoderneater.com. So if you miss anything uh, from one day to the next, just check out themoderneater.com and it'll have it there for you. 
So Mark, let's see if we can get a hold of him. We'll go to Mark first. He says he's got a half a bar, but we'll check in and see if we can catch him at the Shamrock Food Show. Let's see. We need to come All on. Right. Come on, Mark. The internet gods. Mark. Shamrock. Don't put it over there yet. Shamrock. Don't put it over there yet, Nick. Shamrock Food Show. I'm willing it into existence. Let's go, Mark. Let's see if we can make this happen, Mark. Shamrock Food Show. All right, I'm, I'm going to try and get Mark on a FaceTime call. Let's see if I can do that. So Mark Henry. Uh, what's Mark's restaurant in Colorado Springs? Rooster's House of Ramen. That's right. I call Nick my uh, the good part of my brain. Again, for those of you that are tuning in the Modern Eater Show, we are back Mondays, Wednesdays, Friday at 2 p.m.-ish. Um, especially when we're on the road like this, you can't, um, you cannot uh, predict connectivity or anything. Just like this as we're trying to get to the Shamrock Food Show. I think we're going to have to go past Mark and maybe see, I know a couple of other people that are there. Let's try Kyle Moyer. Let's see, let's see if he paid his phone bill. Kyle Moyer. That's Mark's restaurant if you want to catch him out on Instagram. Let's see. Moyer. I was just going to FaceTime him. Woo! <laughs> I'm glad that wasn't on the screen. <laughs> All right. Where's my FaceTime? Here it is. We so. talked to him earlier in the week. Hopefully he... Well, the, you know, the thing is, is that when I call my friends um, just flat-footed like that, you never know how they're going to answer the phone, right? Yeah. <laughs> so. It's a fun mystery. It's always colorful. Let's see if we can do that. Let's FaceTime. All right, Kyle, here we go. Kyle Moyer. I don't know, on our show on Monday, which actually we should make mention of, we had um, Chef Zuri uh, Resendez on. We had... Um, James Doxon, Doxon and, and Chef Jeff Jabot, we had those guys, all three of them, on a Facebook Live call, and it went, it went seamlessly. It was great. So that was easy to do. This is not working Luchador out. food truck from Zuri, Vibe Concepts from James, and uh, Hesher Barbecue from Jeff. He did not answer the call. All right, Aaron Boyle, here we come. Get ready to go. If it, so, if not, if this if this doesn't work out with Aaron, uh, we've got two interviews that we'll have to postpone and we'll we'll schedule them for Friday. But maybe Aaron's by her computer. I told Aaron a hit time of uh, 2:45 Mountain Time. It's a uh, 4:45 in uh, Fort Myers, Florida, right now, where Nick and myself are. So I don't think we're going to get any of our guests today, and it's just one of those days. I'll probably even delete this video. <laughs> Did she say? Oh, she said, hey, what's up? Answer, answer, Aaron. Answer, Aaron. Here's what we're going to do one way or another. If we have Aaron Boyle, we'll bring her back. Um, we're going to end this live stream right now regroup, talk to Aaron, see if she pops up, and then we'll start the live stream. And if it's the case, then we'll be back with Aaron Boyle, um, the executive director of Chow. If not, we'll catch up with you Friday and hopefully be uh, a little bit, uh, I don't know, a, a little bit more put together for you. Yeah, I don't think Aaron's going to answer either. There she is. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know I got her early. Hi, Aaron. 
Hi. How are you? Caught you a little early. Sorry about that. That's okay. So the Shamrock Food Show. How did you the restaurant show? Well, that was what we were telling you, is that for the, half an, the last half an hour, Nick and I have been tap dancing around because no one's able to answer their phone inside of the food show. <laughs> there were so many people, which is great for them, great for Shamrock, but um, not, for a live, uh, not for a live hit out of the food show. So here we are a little bit early. Were you able to go take your walk? I was, yeah, my, my walk for mental health. That's fantastic. I need to do one of those today myself. As you see, there's a little bit of beach action going on behind us here. Yeah, that seems like it's good for your mental health. Absolutely it is. So we're just going to get organized here. And if you don't mind, we'll get going here, and we'll get a little side-by-side -side action going. And we'll get Aaron on with me. Okay, this is a pleasure. So I've got Aaron Boyle here with us. Introduce yourself, Aaron, for those that don't know you, you're with Chow, you're the executive director, but I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Who doesn't know me? No, I, <laughs> I'm Aaron Boyle. Uh, like Greg said, I'm w the executive director for Culinary Hospitality Outreach and Wellness. Um, I'm also a chef, daughter, sister, dog mom, potter, walker, music aficionado. Um, yeah, so I'm a lot of things. Wow. Uh, that is a lot. I wish I, I wish I had a list that long. I really, I really don't. But uh, at the end of the day, we're all human beings here, and we're in the uh, culinary business and and um, food service. And and Chow offers a lot of great resources. Talk about the resources, and then we'll get into some good, fun, deep conversation like nobody's listening. Well, I'm going to start the deep conversation and challenge you to think of some of your words because. It was like a, a year and a half, two-year-long two process to, to think about what I was besides the chef. Well, I'll let you think about it while I talk about Chow. I will, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I'm challenged now. <laughs> I got I'll, I got to come up with something, and I'll have it by the time you're get done. Pen, get a pen. Get your words. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, yeah, so Chow started out as a way to, to support each other. Um, so it was just group discussions that started at our, our founder, John Hinman's bakery as a place for people to talk about what was going on. Um, fast forward, the pandemic came, shut everything down. We went virtual and we were kind of accidentally national. So we realized that there was more of a need than just one meeting a week. So we now have six meetings. Um, one of them is in Spanish. And one is for all women. The rest are open to anyone. They're all available virtually. Some have some in-person availability as well. Uh, those meetings are facilitated by someone we call an expo, a person who has experienced life with mental health, substance use disorder, and in the hospitality industry. And they've also been trained on how to kind of guide the conversation so that it doesn't just turn into a bitch fest, which is often what happens when you get a bunch of restaurant folks together in a room. We, we also found out that, you know, not everybody's ready for a meeting. So we developed a um, educational course called Amuse Mental Health Course. Uh, it's called Amuse because it's one little bite into the world of mental health and substance use and how to support yourself or someone else that's going through some mental health or substance abuse issues. Um, we've also developed a workbook 
And that workbook is designed for folks that want to just take care of their holistic wellness. So everything, their physical, their social, their spiritual, their financial. The workbook is a good place to test yourself to figure out where you're at and then to challenge yourself to look at, okay, if I'm only a two out of 10 on my finances, what can I do to improve that? And then we've got a lot of resources in there so that you can learn how to create a budget, how to save for buying a house or for retirement. And then most recently, we've come up with a, a workplace wellness toolkit because we've been hearing from owners and operators, what can I do? I can't get my people to, I can't make my people go to a meeting. I can't afford for everybody to take the course um, at the same time and, and do it all together. What can I do? So we've learned from other businesses what works and we're asking people to just give it a try. Take a tool from the toolkit, see if it works for your organization. If it doesn't, get rid of that tool, try another one. Well, it sounds very multi-layered actually to where you have kind of a personal one-on-one, -on -one. you have group settings as well, and then you have other resources that people can utilize and, and work through things themselves with some materials that you've made for folks as well. Yep, we're trying to, again, meet people where they're at, wherever they're at. So if they're an owner-operator, we have things for them. If you're in an in, any individual, we've got things for them. If you're just somebody that is in the industry or an industry vet that wants to come and talk, we're here for you too. Yeah. I mean, what, what a great, first of all, just a great resource for people. And is this solely for food service folks? It's for anyone in food, beverage, or hospitality. So, I mean, chefs, servers, suppliers, owners, writers, industry vets, farmers, um, anyone that works in hotel life, right? So from maintenance to housekeeping, if you touch hospitality, you're one of us. Yeah, so the organization has probably been around long enough to have um, seen some commonalities or some patterns that are happening with folks that you're serving. What are some of those um, the glaring things that stand out that are like, these are issues that really need to be addressed that are popping up quite frequently? I mean, uh, unfortunately, we've been hearing a lot about suicide, completed suicide or suicide attempts. Um, there's also a lot of, there's always been substance use and misuse. And since the pandemic, those numbers have risen um, and burnout. Anyone that's been to a restaurant lately or works in a restaurant or any of those hospitality settings knows that everybody's understaffed, overworked, and they're just tired. Nice. And not just tired, to the point of burnout where they're going, I don't know if I can move next. Somebody else is gonna just have to point me into the, in the direction so I can move. Yeah, it's true. Um, you know, I there's kind of just, as I look at the, the context of just society right now, you, you think of, pre-COVID and how things were then during COVID and then now kind of settling back out, um, especially in hospitality and, and um, food service that there was for a while there during COVID, you know, you have people cut the guests cut them breaks and, and, and maybe even you were seeing huge tips. You were seeing patience and, and just this very overall niceness towards them. And now it's worn off completely. Yeah, I mean, people are back to being their, their grumpy selves or just guests that are picky. And there's not much benefit to being in, in, in on the front line, serving or, or what have you in uh, hospitality anymore. I mean, except that we love it, right? 
Well, most that, people are in it because they like being of service and they like the job or we wouldn't be here. That's that's why I, I started in front of the house and I moved to back of the house, but I loved it. I loved seeing people have just an amazing evening or lunch or engagement. Um, but yeah, there there's a lot of downside. The, the guest is not ideal at the moment, always. <laughs> I think that things take a little bit of time to even out, but you're right when you go down uh, all of those bullet points of being short staffed of even, you know, even even if you're working in an environment to where it's not real stable because the restaurant's not real stable or doing very well or, you know, you just kind of get in that bad groove to where those things can start to take a toll on you, yeah. uh, especially when you, when you're dealing with it alone or dealing with the problems of where you're like, man, my manager, I'm doing manager work or I'm doing owner work or uh, all the way down the line. But you're right. We talk about this sense of servitude that people have um, inside of uh, food service and culinary where they want to see people happy and they want to see their guests happy. So it's that that how do you go to work and give so much of yourself to um, the people you work for, your coworkers, the guests, but how do you go home and recharge yourself? How do you put that energy back into your body? And, and I think that that's really where Chow comes in handy is to say, hey, here, here are some ways for you to be able to recharge your batteries and resources to be able to talk to other people that are struggling for those same resources. Yeah, so, and we have all that on our social media, on our blog, on our, in our workbook. There's lots of tools that, that folks can try. I also think the meetings are a great place to say, hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Mm -hmm. um, whether it's depression, anxiety, PTSD, 10 to one, there's somebody else in the room that's gonna have had the same experience and can say, Greg, I've been there. And this is what I did and it really helped me. Mm. Um, I've taken so many of those tools and tips from other people that have been through it that I'm like, that my therapist, who's amazing and has helped me a lot, just didn't suggest because she hasn't lived the life that I've lived. Yeah. Uh, whereas at the chow meetings, everybody knows what I've been through. They have all worked the long hours. They've all worked with um, owners who are characters and and what have you. So they can say, yeah, I've been there and this is how I got through it. Can we do a little bit of role playing right now? I'm ready. Okay. I'm just reaching out because I heard about Chow on the Modern Eater show. And I don't know what to do next. But what I can tell you is that I'm just depressed. And I feel kind of alone and really don't want to reach out to people. Because let's face it, when people feel vulnerability... Some people will reach out and, and help you and lend a helping hand, but most people aren't really attracted to downers or people that have problems or people that, you know, are seemingly going to bring the mood down. Like, oh, you're such a downer. I mean, people tend to rally towards people that are uplifting and motivating and 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 have a lot of positivity going on. And, and those that's the time when people are willing to give you help is when you don't need help. So when when you're down when you're down and out and your thoughts are getting a hold of you and you're really not even wanting to get out of bed in the morning or or do the things that you know excite you that don't excite you anymore I approach you and I say Aaron I don't even know where to begin what what do you do how do you start with me Well first of all I 
first thing I'm going to say is that I'm not a therapist. I'm a chef turned executive director because I'm passionate about wellness and the hospitality industry. Um, and the second, I'll just, I'll say, yeah, I've been there. Um, and when you're in it, it's really hard to know the next thing. I personally have had long, destructive, major bouts of depression. And um, I've also had shorter, more manageable ones, but every single time I'm in a depressing place, a depressant place, it's like it's the first time. I have no idea what to do. Um, so what works for me is having a list of things that have worked in the past and somebody to remind me that there's the list. So whether it's a friend or a partner to be like, well, what worked in the past? And I can go, oh, right, taking a walk helps. And then all I need to do is figure out if and when I'm gonna have the motivation to get up and do the walk. And then I can see if it helps. Um, I also think that again, going to the chow meetings and sharing that, um, we're going to have some people that are in the same place. We're also gonna have people that are in um, healthier spaces that might be able to say, hey, this is what I did to get there. And you can take one of their tools and try that out. Um, I would also, I know this isn't the scenario, but if you're coming to me now saying, hey, I'm fine, I don't need anything. I would also encourage you to check out a chow meeting or establish a relationship with a therapist when you're doing well, because it's really hard when you're not doing well. And just like your physical health, you're gonna go to the doctor and get um, you know, baseline tests so that you know that your blood pressure is normally this your blood sugar levels are normally this. Um, a therapist will get an idea of what you're like when you're doing well, so that when you come in and you're like, yeah, I don't know, I haven't been myself lately, they can go, okay, yeah, you are, you do seem different, let's talk about it. Um, so somebody who knows you, and that's also what Chow can do. We've, our, our members, our um, participants get to know each other and have relationships so that when we're showing up differently, I can say, Greg, you, you don't you don't seem like you were last week. Is something going on? Do you want to talk about it? Wow. Did that help? Man, well, first of all, there was a couple of things that didn't even dawn on me. Yes, why not kind of do that inventory check when you're up and down? Um, then you kind of know where that baseline is for you, and, and other people can do that too. I'm one of those people that, uh, and, I, and I'm sure I share this with a lot of other people, is that uh, I put that best best face on you know I, mm -hmm. I, um, I don't want to seem vulnerable I don't want to see not seem not stable because that can be a ripple effect into a lot of areas in your life in your relationships in your business relationships I mean let's face it who wants to give money to somebody who can't even manage their own life um, and and that to me is that vulnerability to where maybe just maybe that is why a chow meeting is so great it's other people that are coming there for the same reasons and that same reason is is hey let's just let all of that down we're not doing business we're not family i mean you could have acquaintances that are family members in there but you're just all on the same playing field and you're just having real discussions i really like that and i want to be clear that you can show up however you want you want to have your camera off and a fake name in the in the name box? We're never going to know. We're not going to force anyone to participate at any time. So you can come and just listen. We've had participants come and just listen for weeks 
before engaging with the conversation. And obviously they're getting something out of it because they keep coming to listen. Yeah. What's, um, a, what's, a, I, what's a typical conversation like in a, in a chow group meeting? Okay, so I don't think there's a typical, but it usually, we always start off with a preamble that kind of introduces the space and how um, our lives are more, 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 do, 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 now, now, now. Um, are you, are you we, attending every one of these meetings? I attend a lot of them. Um, I facilitate some as needed, but um, I try to get to at least one a week. And I think three are my are the ones that I go to. And did you say there were six a week? Six a week right now. We're trying to add some more. What do you, I mean, how do you, that, that's, that's uh, six out of the seven days. Are they pretty much daily except Sunday or something? So we've got uh, Monday night, and then Tuesday morning, afternoon, two at night, and then Wednesday afternoon. So we try to stagger them so folks can attend whatever their schedule is. I have to do one. The last time I attended, the, the, the first and last time I attended a chow meeting, it was at the Colorado Restaurant Association in their basement. And uh, oh, yeah. uh-huh. yeah, they're, they're, you were doing them in person, I guess, pre-COVID. You are doing them in person. And I thought it was just... I thought it was just interesting to it was it was a it was a safe place to just speak your mind you know it was like all right just let it out what do you got you know unload it like and to me hearing uh, you're right Aaron just hearing other people be vulnerable and talk about their stuff made me go hey listen I'm gonna put my hand up here's something I'm gonna lay on you you know is anybody ever yeah and even if you don't share I found so much validation in hearing that other people feel the way I feel. So I'm not I'm not alone in this world, the only person having these feelings of anxiety. Like, oh, so does that person, that person, that's okay, all right. I'm not crazy. I'm just somebody that's struggling with anxiety, right? Yeah, well, for sure. But are you making progress with that? I just have to wonder, is it like the misery loves company type of thing? Or is it actually like, we're, we're, we're motivating each other to think differently or I mean, I'm trying to figure out where does it no, go from there? No, a great question. So, so all of our chow meetings, we do try to focus on the positive. Glass is half full. How can we do a little bit better? So if I'm saying, oh my gosh, I'm so anxious about work. My owner calls me every night to, to see what's going on. Sometimes they call it two in the morning and they get mad when I don't answer. Um, and it's just really the anxiety is building up. I feel like I'm walking in eggshells all the time. And someone else might volunteer, oh, well, when I was in that situation, I did X, Y, Z. And the facilitator is there to, to kind of say, well, okay, your anxiety is really high right now. What's one thing you can do to lower your anxiety? Can you take a walk during the shift? Uh, can you talk to the owner about boundaries? Like this is when I, I am willing to accept calls and discuss the, the restaurant with you. So we're trying to look for solutions and and have people leaving feeling just a little bit better. So we're, we're never going to take away all of the problems, mm-hmm. but we will hopefully be able to, to take the burden off a little bit. Yeah. 
What do you do? So when you say facilitator, is that a trained professional or just a moderator or what's a facilitator? So they, they have been trained um, to moderate the meetings and to be able to give more resources. So if you come to a meeting and you share with us at some point, like, man, I, I'm never going to make rent this month because I missed five days of work because of COVID. Um, the moderator can say, hey, Greg, why don't you stay on for an extra few minutes? Or they may even say during the meeting, type into the chat, like, here's where you can find resources to help you with the rent. Um, Angel Relief through the Colorado Restaurant Foundation, like that, they'll try to give you a bunch of resources to help so that, again, you're, we're not fixing the problem, but we are empowering you to leave and find solutions. I love it. I really do. Um, a lot of times I, I, you know, and everyone, when I say I, it's like I'm just dealing with what I do, but I get caught into my own thoughts. I get uh, so sucked in so deeply into my own thoughts that I, you know, you go, oh, my goodness, how, how do I translate this? How do I process this? How do I get out of my own head for a while? Because let's face it, that little voice in the back of your head, that damn thing most of the time is not pumping you up and telling you how great you are and what a wonderful world it is telling you like hey man you know you're broke or you're overweight or you're not good enough or it's just this vote this voice of doom like get out of my head stop you can't do that um so you know i and i know that that's not the i'm not the only one and and that's not unique to just me or anyone else but empowering each other with positive thoughts, positive thinking, techniques, ways to um, combat. And and this is where you and I had, I think, a pretty good conversation the other day because I was talking to you about, I think the human body um, gives you signals and triggers and tells you, you're depressed for a reason, Greg. Get off your ass. If you want to lose a couple of pounds, then quit eating as much and, and maybe go for a walk a couple of times. I, I think that the human body has this way of making you feel uncomfortable when there are things that are uneasy in your life that you need to address. And you said to me what when I told you that? Well, so I have, like, I, I totally agree. And I have so many tools and resources in my personal toolkit for when I'm depressed. However, the last depression I went through, none of those tools worked. So even though I had all of the guidance in the world, I had therapists, I had chow, my body wasn't getting over it. The, the brain chemistry was there and I couldn't. So I had to get on medication for the first time um, and I really didn't want to. I kicked and screamed for a year before I, and then I had to play with medications, finding the one that worked. And now that I'm on it, I'm like, oh my God, life is so much easier. Mm -hmm. So I, I would say, do everything that you can, that your body is saying that it needs, give it good food, give it sunlight, give it exercise. Um, and know that sometimes that's not gonna be enough for where you are and medication might be the answer. I'm hopeful that I'm not gonna be a forever user but i also might be i don't know life is a lot easier with help and i'm trying to tell myself that i am good enough to get help mm. i love it and accept help 
Well, I, the vulnerability, I mean, first of all, kudos to you to, to I mean, I guess you kind of, if you're going to be the executive director of Chow, you really have to walk the walk, right? And I gotta tell, I'll tell you, the first time I told people, I cried the whole time because I was so embarrassed. And this is like the third or fourth time and it's getting easier, but I still have all my shackles are up going, don't tell, don't, don't tell that, don't tell that. Yeah, no, um, thank you for that. And I do really appreciate that because it is situational and and obviously you've worked with trained professionals to see what's best for aaron boyle and again our guest here today is aaron boyle the executive director of chow um, a great nonprofit in denver colorado we'll talk more about what they have coming up as far as uh, fundraising and events and some special things like that but i think we're in the middle of a really kind of uh, vulnerable, deep conversation that I think that a lot of people that will be watching this on the replay will identify with. And um, what that that vulnerability or that that security with being insecure. Wow. I, I mean, I really think that that's what you were. You're very secure in the insecurity of, of, of what's happening and that, that vulnerability. And I think that if we can all come to that point, and again, what I'm seeing in this world right now, um, I, I'm Aaron, I'm not optimistic. I'm not, I do look around and I do see people losing their shit. And I do see people being a little more evasive or abrasive to, um, to other people's plights in life. Um, tolerance is at its, at its lowest. Compassion is hardly there. People that you think that you've known for years may be like, I don't know you at all time, at all, at all at this point in time. And so when your thoughts become so consuming and confusing and, and you're probably like, Greg, I, I mean, I don't know. Are you speaking about yourself or third person? But however, however you want to uh, process that. My beliefs are that the only way, and that's why I do the Modern Eater Show, is to build community, to build resources and reinforcement, to uh, support other businesses, to support the, the environment around you. And in a world today when we're so caught up in exactly what we're doing right now, the streaming and the content and stuff from across the world that consumes our thoughts and our minds to where it's like, okay, let's just refocus on our everyday values and the people that are around us in our neighborhoods and, and just gush, put all, put all of our efforts, put all of our thoughts, put all of our love and our compassion and, and everything that we do in the person that sits next to you on a daily basis, because damn it, we're, we're giving the, the brunt of us. We're giving the worst of us to the, our, the immediate people around us. And instead of putting out there this false facade of how your Instagram picture or you're beautiful or you're perfect, where that's not the case. Let's start getting real again. Let's have those conversations. Let's show up to these meetings. And I'm going to take the lead to do that. I'm going to peek in on some of these meetings. I'm going to lean into chow. And that's something that I've really wanted to do for a while. But I didn't know how to approach it, Aaron. And I think it's that... It's hard. I, I, right. And I think that... That, that mindset of I don't know how to approach something, even the longest journey starts out with one step. And that one step is what needs to be done for a lot of us right now. Well, I'll tell you, my, my first chow meeting, I went to, not, I didn't need help, I'm fine, I'm fine. I went because I wanted to help other people. I was in Boulder, um, John and the chow meetings were in Denver and I'm like, I can't, I can't get down to Denver from Boulder can we start a boulder meeting? And he said, sure. So we started doing that. 
And I started going to the meetings and I'm like, oh shit, this is for me. <laughs> Right? Like, I I never would have gotten there if I had been like, Aaron, you need help. I don't know what, why I've been to therapy, but like the idea of going to a group meeting is, "Ah, no, 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 I don't need that. And now I'll tell you, if I, like this week is the first week that I have not been able to get to any meetings and I can feel it in my body. I'm a little different because I haven't had a place to dump. and not that we always dump, but there's usually something on our minds, whether it's a success or struggle. Like I might just want to tell people like, oh my gosh, I got the raise yeah. or, um, and I, I don't always want to tell it to some of my friends because they might not be in a good place. Uh-huh. And I feel guilty telling them about my success, but like, <laughs> you know that feeling? Yeah. But like chow is a place where I can go and uh-huh. be like, I got the raise. Yeah. And people are like, yeah, awesome. Or yeah. I can go and be like, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you know what? Great point, because a lot of times these meetings end up in laughter. They end up in people just, you know, and that, that's the beauty of life. You have that dichotomy of the ups and the downs. You have, I mean, and that's, that's really the way life is. So when you have that roller coaster, it's about how do you be even? How do you find that middle space? How do you live in that middle space a little bit more? So now I'm intrigued because... Uh, I, and I may peek in there and just like you said, is like Bob Barker, you know, I don't know who I'm going to be or if the camera's off, but just dip your toe in the water. Again, the longest journey just starts out with the first step. And I think this resonates with a lot, a lot of people out there. And, uh, yeah, and I just, wanna, I want to jump in and let people know again, I know I've said it a couple of times, but I want to try it a different way. Like it's okay to be just not okay. So I feel like some people need to get to a rock bottom to look for help. Um, We want to encourage people not to go that far. If you're just having some sort of crunchiness, like a a conflict with your partner or with a coworker, come and talk about that. Don't let it get to, oh my God, I'm at rock bottom. Yeah. Come and get it out now so that you can be like, okay, I was just not okay. And hopefully we'll help get you to, okay, I'm okay again. Yeah. Oh, that was a lot of okays in a very little time. <laughs> it, it's okay. Um, so this is what we need to do. We need to talk about how people can um, get that toe in the water. There's um, a, a few places that you can go. You have a website. You have a Facebook page. There's probably other resources. I'd imagine you have a newsletter. But if you wouldn't mind just sharing some of those um, ways of just being able to reach out, Aaron, if you could. Sure. So our website is Chow. C-H-O-W-C-O dot org. Um, Most of our handles for socials are C-H-O-W underscore O-R-G. And we just got a TikTok, and I think it's Chow 303. Nice. Great. You got a TikTok. I want to see what's on Chow's Oh, man. We we were so – our uh, head of community is amazing, and our first TikTok went pretty big. I think we've got like 496 – 496,000 views. What? I'm going to look yeah. at that right away after Isn't the show. Isn't that cool? That I'm is like, really huh. cool. I don't really know how to TikTok. I'm I'm not in that world, but I'm like, that's more views than I think my entire Facebook content over the last 10 years. For sure. For sure. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it to the pros to, to do those things, but we'll build upon that. Now, events come at us fast and furious, and you like people to just reach out and say, if you have ideas or if you've been to a, an event before, how can it be a little bit different? Someone on the stream says, chow underscore 303. 
Um, <laughs> that would probably be our head of community. Thanks, Jess. <laughs> is on there as well. We'll break out this interview and let it stand alone. Unfortunately, we were up against the wire. We didn't have much time to promote ahead of time, but we'll make sure that we uh, get this interview blasted out there. So we'll cut it out real nice, put it on our website, send it to you guys. But I want to talk about events right now. As far as events go, you've had a couple in the past. There was one at Sloan's Lake, and you've got one coming up. Could you talk a little bit about your events, Aaron? Sure. So um, two of our events this year are community events. So we had the Wellness in the Park event that was in May. And that's just a way for us to get together, have a really fun day in the park. We had um, hamster races where you crawled in the ball and ran around like a hamster. We had paddle boards, yard games, but we also had some educational and health focused things like you could sign up for Connect for Health Colorado or you could get a massage or go to Stretch Lab or uh, sign up for a therapist. Kessid Wellness was there talking about their pro bono pro program. They've got 16 individual uh, clinical therapies for hospitality professionals. So if you want a therapist, sign up for the pro, bo pro bono program. Um, coming up, we have the Harvest Festival. That's October 2nd. And again, it's a community event. The idea is that it's a really affordable and approachable day to spend together as a hospitality industry. Um, we're going to have carnival games, potato sack races, pumpkin patch, cider, uh, food truck, face painting, all the things that make a fall festival fun at a price point that won't kill folks in our industry. Um, then we've got our fundraiser that's September 8th. The Levitt Pavilion was kind enough to partner with us. So we've got VIP access to re the Rebirth Brass Band concert. Those tickets are $115. It includes a charcuterie board, charcuterie and cheese board, uh, two drinks, seating, um, hot dogs from Urban Hot Dog. These are the fanciest freaking hot dogs I've ever seen in my life. I've never had a hot dog with caramelized onions and mushrooms and oh, what else? I think he had Cheeto dust. Nice. I mean, it was it was intense. Uh, he was also at our, our wellness event, so he'll be there. Um, and then there'll be mocktails and uh, some, door, some door prizes. Awesome. I want to attend that event as well. And all that information is on your website, I would imagine? On a website and on uh, Eventbrite and on our, all of our social yeah, media. Yeah, I'd check out. I mean, get a part of it. Get into their Facebook group as well. I'm sure that that's where you can see all the meetings. Are all of your meetings... Uh, on Zoom format, is that what you get in on? Everything's available on Zoom. And then we do have in-person meetings that are hybrid in Denver, Steamboat Springs, and Colorado Springs. Awesome. This won't be the last interview that Aaron and I do together. I'm, I think collaboration is really what we want to do. And again, we're going to lean into Chow. I think it's a, a just an awesome uh, resource for folks to have inside of hospitality, culinary, and food service. Uh, I can tell you that this is not a sober group. So Correct. don't think that you're going to go and you're going to see uh, people preaching to you about how lifestyle choices and that kind of thing. It's just an open group of conversation and um, really, that health and wellness, I believe, is going to come from um, community and building a strong community of people that aren't afraid to be themselves and to talk about what's very real out there right now. And there's a lot of that going on, Aaron. 
Yeah, no, and again, I mean, share what's working. We'd love to hear what's working. That that really helps people. So I'm trying to think of some things that work for me. Now, Aaron, I, I have to tell you that I do some of my best thinking in the shower. When okay. I'm in the shower, I'm getting things that come into my mind. I can do show prep in there. It's just a very quiet place to where, you know, it's, it's personal to you. You're in the shower. It's, it's just you. Um, I'm not lucky enough to share a shower with anybody, so uh, just, just me and it's, it's worse than it sounds. You're either hot or you're cold. You're wet, but cold. No, don't do it. No, okay. I was hoping maybe I could add to my shower experience, but it sounds like it's, it's where it needs to you be. Try, you try you. In my experience, it's a lot of, it's a lot of hype, unless you've got a couple different shower heads. Yeah. Uh, also, what works, like you said, a walk. Just a nice walk. And you know what that does? I think a lot of times just get a change of atmosphere. Just look at something different. Get, get your stimulation going towards, you know, when you're on a walk, you can't help but to take other things in. And generally your blood's flowing and those types of things. I think walks are fantastic. Nick, what are some of the things that you do when, you, when you're out trying to get your, your, your brain good? Run steps? Run flights? Of yeah, go for a run or... Or, yeah, get out into nature and just kind of decompress. Find somewhere yeah. quiet where there's almost no sound at all. We're all cooped up with our phones, and most of us are dealing with city life. Just get out somewhere where you can't hear a single soul. <laughs> like like yeah. the beach, too. Uh, what else do I like to do? Um, I oh. just So I hate driving, but I just discovered... That if I have everything off, no podcast, no radio, I have a really good, it's like the shower. I, I can have some really good thoughts. And I'm like, oh, man, this might make me hate driving less. You don't like to drive? Oh, I hate it. I hate it. If I could, if I'm ready for those driverless cars. I'm Like, I'll give uh -huh. them all my money. Smell the house. We just want a driverless yeah. car. Um, but, but, yeah, but I do, if I'm a passenger, I can dick around on my phone yeah. but if i'm driving with everything off it's true all of a sudden i'm like it's true oh well my brain's working yeah that's neat all right so i have homework to do i have a couple of things number one i need to get my words right yep you need to get your words okay so i've got a couple of, you know we i'm a broadcaster ah so what i did you know i'm a balcony farmer i didn't i like to farm on my balcony yes that's how true. many plants do you have <laughs> Well, I've got I've probably have five different varieties of of basil, which is there. I've got um, a little bit of sage. I've got some garlic. I've got some lemon thyme. I have four different varieties of uh, jalapenos. Although the uh, no seams have managed to eat half oh. of my crop, which is terrible. But I'm a balcony farmer as well as a um, shower thinker. Which I told you that a, a solo solo shower thinker. That's right, not by choice. A sunset <laughs> seeker. I love sunsets. I think they're beautiful and calming. Um, I am a reggae music lover. I am. Uh, let's see. I love to. I love warm weather, so I love sandals and shorts. Is fantastic. And uh, what else is about me? I, th I think there's a, there's a couple of other things, but they're they're fairly embarrassing, Aaron. I don't know that. I I'll give you one. Well, I'm very good at, at painting ladies' uh, nails. 
fingernails. <laughs> I've never I told anyone. <laughs> I wouldn't, but next time I see, if we see each other in person, I'll yeah. have a bottle of polish with me. It'll be the best. You, I was raised by my mother and my sister, and uh, those were, they both had uh, great grooming as far as their nails went, and I, you know, as an inquisitive young man growing up, I, <laughs> Nick's just it's a res <laughs> It's a resume builder. It's a resume builder. <laughs> <laughs> that that's not embarrassing at all. I, I think it's cool. But yeah, I mean, I think um, we get we're such a binary society. You're like I, you are this thing. Yeah. I am a chef. Yeah. Like it was it was a real ego trip when I stopped working in restaurants. Uh huh. I'm still not over it. Right. It's been ten years, and I still am like, am I a chef if I'm not in a restaurant? Um. And so I, I had to do a lot of work on like, what am I if I'm not just my job? Um, and it's, it's led to a lot of good insight on, on who I am and what I want, what my values are. Yeah. So yeah, I think starting with the words is a great place. Do you mind if we put Nick on the spot and get no, his hi, words? Nick. How are you? <laughs> what are your words, Good to Nick? see you all the way on screen besides just your bicep. Uh, <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's 97 degrees out here, so we have to... Uh, we have to keep uh, keep our health going well. All right, Nick, what are your words? What are my words? Uh, That's well, a lot like, of pressure, Greg. I gave you warnings. I know, but Nick's good at this. Well, stuff. like well, like you said, uh, I'm a brother. I'm a friend. I'm uh, a pseudo uncle to my friends' kids. Uh, I'm a son. Uh, I'm a veteran. I like like Greg. Lo love sports. Uh, just. Love food, obviously. Yeah. Uh, from from all the trips uh, we've had. I think that that was pretty good. He did a great job. Yeah, that job. was really good yeah. off the cuff. All right. You, well, you know yourself. I guess you're, you weren't in the hospitality industry. You didn't get beaten up. Lose your sense of self yet. Yeah. Well, I was in the Marines, so that's oh, a whole right. other okay, story. No, you had a whole, yeah. yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> you had it easy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. Aaron, we were at a restaurant earlier in the week, and this poor young lady, well, first of all, we acknowledge that it's like your shift looks like hell right now. You are going through hell. She goes, this has been the worst shift that I've ever had. So she had about 14 to 17 people at a table that each wanted a separate check. And she was going around in a circle getting their iced tea and their um, four wings that they had. And... And it didn't just stop at that being terrible. It stopped it like I had four wings and Lois had two. Can you divide up the six wings? To and this girl, she literally wanted to crawl into under a rock, into a hole. And it's those types of things to where she, I should we I, we should go back there and drop the link on her for a chow meeting. <laughs> <laughs> When can we start that Fort Myers chapter uh, down here? Well, and again, so we're open to everyone yeah. everywhere all the time. Worldwide. We, as we're growing, but we want to have sustainable growth. So we're, we would like to expand out of Colorado, but we want to make sure we know what we're doing yeah. before we unleash that on the world. Get that. Um, so, so, yeah, so they are I, – I didn't know you all were in Fort Myers. I've, I've been there. That's a great area. Um, this is the yeah, health and wellness I, part. This is the – wellness hey you know what's cool i want to drop this mention and because in the beginning of his book chef brother luck's book is 
out. And I'm so I'm so glad that he wrote a book because there's one thing that brother besides being a mentor and a leader and just a guy who's not afraid, you know, um, the first chapter of his book was talking about vulnerabilities and feeling awkward and out of place and not being good enough. And I want to tell you, if you guys are out there, look at I'm sure it's on Amazon or, or reach out direct to Brother Luck. But get that book. Um, check into it. And start reading it. And that was another thing that uh, I, I picked up this book. And it was a, Aaron, it was a, you there's pages inside this really weird thing and you open it up and there's a bunch of words and you hold it in your hand and it doesn't have other things chiming in and bothering you with different alerts and so it was a book and it was so calming to open up a book be by myself and concentrate on something and it was just like wow i need to start reading like that again but brother luck's book if you if you get an opportunity grab one of those babies i'm sure he'll send you one Yep, I, I have one. I just started it. Um, and he was gracious enough to put us in uh, in the resource uh, page. So perfect. he's a big supporter of us. We actually have our Colorado Springs meetings are at the Lucky Dumpling. Oh, for real? Yep. Oh, look at that. You guys are everywhere. Um, my new hashtag, lean into chow, which I think everybody needs to do. It, it, people look at uh, local, you know, causes, nonprofits, charities, things that are, they go, well, what's worthwhile? Because believe it or not, there are people out there that have cash all over the place. I don't know <laughs> many of these people, but there are people out there like, hmm, I wonder what kind of, what charity that, what, you know, I want to feel good about, you can feel good about Chow. I can tell people right now, unequivocally, you can feel good about helping build resources and, and giving your hard-earned money to Chow. And everything helps us. We're a small startup. We're still grassroots. You know, um, all charities are, are good charities, I'd like to believe. But I, I, I can tell you, your dollar goes a lot further with us because we're so small. Yeah, no doubt. All right, we've kept you probably way longer than you wanted to. But, you know, having this conversation with you and Nick here with me, and, and uh, you can't see her, but she's across the way from me. My seven, my, I won't even say her age. My mom, um, lovely woman. She came to Fort Myers. She's relaxing with us here today and the next few days here. You know, people, here it is. Count your blessings. I mean, start looking there. Look at the things that are right in your life. Look at the things that are good in your life. Love the people that are closest to you. Put thought and effort into those things and then put your blinders on with the rest. You can't go too far out of your own sphere because it's just going to drag you down and drive you crazy. So start where you can. And again, just start. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks. the time. Always happy to talk to y'all. Thanks, Aaron. I appreciate it. That's Aaron. Especially Boyle. when I get to look at palm trees in Florida. This is great. <laughs> you, you, you want a tour? There she is. I think she heard us talking about her. Can you see mom back there? She's walking. Uh, Heading. Hi, mom. Oh, hi, there mom. she is. Heading to the beach. Oh, she's there coming. She <laughs> she All right. <laughs> How can that not make you? Oh, the apple doesn't fall far, far from the tree, eh? <laughs> Oh, man, there it is. Aaron, thanks for letting us catch up with you. I appreciate it. We're going to cut this yeah, video out, you. the interview, and we'll have it over to you in a day. Okay. okay. Sounds great. Bye, thank Aaron. you. Take care. That's you Aaron Boyle. Bye. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So we did get a hold of her. That's fantastic. <laughs> Nick? Definitely. I mean, great talk, a lot of different resources. 
and I'm not Aaron Boyle. You know, put us both on there. Oh, geez. So today, again, uh, I, I don't even know if it, we need to apologize because we can't. I mean, this is a stream, you know. Um, we're building up the stream. Nick's got a uh, – Nick, what happened to your logo there? Or we're, we're sitting on opposite sides. <laughs> I just noticed that. I'll be Nick Epstein for a day. Company, company colors. <laughs> Company colors, both sides. That's right. Uh, that goes on that side, and that goes on the other side. I'm Greg Hollenbach. That's Nick Epstein. Um, Mark Henry, I cannot answer these calls, man. Let's see. Let's just uh, don't put it up yet. But let's just let's just see. Let's just see. Let's just see. Any day, Mark. Are they dancing back there? <laughs> Come on, Mark. Shamrock Food Show. I don't think it's going to happen. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yo. Hey, you're you're on the show, man. Oh. You're live, so <laughs> just giving you a head. Hold on. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll be good. You're out of there. Yeah, man, it was packed and not much going on. So this is uh, our friend Chef Mark Henry, and Mark is uh, back in his vehicle. He was at the Shamrock Food Show. We were commissioning Mark to uh, to chef to give us the coverage of the chef's competition, but maybe you took it in. I don't know. Can you give us an update, Mark, of what happened? So, uh, actually, they were experiencing some technical difficulties there while I was there, and they, they pushed the uh, chef competition back, so it hadn't even started by the time I left. Ah, okay. All right. Yeah, I, I think everybody was having some networking issues there. Yeah, boy. I mean, the I I knew it. I knew it was going to happen. But you get into the con, the convention center, and first of all, they make you pay out the nose for Wi-Fi. It's like I just want to get on a Wi-Fi thing. And they're like, do you want to you want to schedule a technician to come in and turn on a hub for you? No, I don't want that. And then your cell service is terrible because yeah, um, it's just so many people crammed into a room. So I I can imagine that the technical issues were terrible but this is chef mark henry he's the owner of rooster's house of ramen in colorado springs and just a great industry guy love catching up with you one way or another but he was at the shamrock food show we were trying to get a little insight but if you wouldn't mind mark just give us a lay of the land paint that picture for us mark since we couldn't get our boots on in the ground in the convention center at the food show yeah, so they had some really cool stuff this year. Um, they had a, it was a larger venue than uh, they typically hosted in. So they had a, a whole corner of like artisan meats and cheeses and stuff that hasn't been available on a commercial level uh, prior to this year. Um, they had some really neat um, cleaning solutions that were kind of cool to see, like kind of where that industry advanced during the whole pandemic and you know, some of the newer technologies and uh, materials that they're using to help us, you know, keep our restaurants clean so that our, our customers are getting a good experience. Um, some new local farmers coming out with some of their, um, you know, proteins that they're raising on different feeds. And um, they've had, you know, we've all been complaining, Greg, for the last two years about the pandemic and how it, it kind of messed everything up. But going to the show today it was kind of cool to see what people did with that time while everything was slowed down the advances in the industry and the, the way to make things more sustainable moving forward 
and, and to bring new things to the table. I, I actually think we're going to see a little bit of resurgence in our industry to kind of bolster things and do them a little bit differently and break the quid pro quo that we've all been used to for the last 200 eons in our industry. Yeah, a lot of innovation not only is taking place, but needs to take place. And um, just yesterday, I was having a conversation with the guy at the meat counter at our local Publix here in Fort Myers Beach, Florida. And he said to me, man, I, I, our, our, our beef prices have doubled and tripled in some instances. And the inflation is just off the hook, the cost of doing business. And, you know, a lot of the chefs that we talk to say, hey, listen, you know, restaurants, we've been at the end of this forever. We're always trying to figure out how to cross-utilize or, or make our food costs low or just save money however we can. This is nothing new to us. But now everything's catching. We're getting the tail end of everything, getting very, very expensive. What are you doing to handle those types of things right now in your business? So, honestly, um, we had probably the biggest breakthrough that we've ever had at our place. Um, we rolled out, so we have our, our whole regular menu, you know, that we change quarterly. But about three weeks to a month or so ago now, I think, um, we rolled out on the opposite side of our menu. We did another full menu that's all 100% vegan. And Crazy. What it, yeah, what it's done is, number one, you've got... Uh, you know, relationships or couples where they have mixed diets, you know, husband won't eat shit but potatoes and, and beef and the wife is vegan, they can now come in and eat lunch or dinner together. Um, or we've got, I, I didn't realize how much the vegan community communicated with one another. Um, you know, people come in and do lunch parties, it's 100% vegan, they really enjoy it, but we really went above and beyond on this menu in the sense that it's not just salads or tofu or mushrooms. We got real creative, and Greg, you're familiar with my food. We did vegan food on, on the same level of standards that we do everything else. Love it. Um, but the other thing with it, too, is, you know, you can, you can feed a vegan for a month for the same cost that you would go to a steakhouse for one night. So the food is a lot cheaper, and it, it has really opened up for, you know, a different style of, of cross-utilization. You know, the vegetable that we use in a dish might actually be the center of a plate on a vegan dish, but it's just really good. And it works great with the other components, and you're not just throwing cauliflower or broccoli mm -hmm. or asparagus on a dish to, to check that box. So we've started doing those. Um, we're playing with a lot more seafood. You know, the seafood industry is, has really been up and down, so we're keeping an eye on that. Um, and then, you know, with caterings, that's been helping out a ton. So we're able to cross-utilize things there as well. Awesome. And then we've just been booking a ton of events. You know, uh, come November, we're actually going to be hosting the Colorado Springs Vegan Restaurant Week launch party at Roosters. And we'll be doing 100% vegan, low-country crawfish and shrimp oil. Sweet. Nice. Yeah, that is a lot of fun. Well, it's interesting because, you know, um, a carnivore can eat a vegan's diet. A vegan can't eat the carnivore's diet. And and Nick and I, so uh, Nick Epstein here, Greg Holland back here talking to Mark Henry, chef, Colorado Springs. On our road trip, our fifth annual road trip, our first stop, Mark, was at a vegan wood-fired pizza 
place in Minturn, Colorado, just outside of Vail. And man, they served us up some mac and cheese that was so baller bomb, delicious, and the pizza was off the hook. And I'm telling you, people, and I don't know whether the lexicon needs to be changed for vegan just because it's been bastardized so much, but there's some good food going on in the vegan world right now. There, there really is. You know, back in the day, 10, 15, 20 years ago, when I started getting my feet wet in the cooking industry, vegan meant rabbit food. It's just not the case anymore. Well, and it also meant, it also meant politics. Um, there, there, there was a very political uh, undertone to vegan that really had no place in food, right? I mean, you as a chef, you don't right. give a damn about any politics. You care about making good food that's affordable that people can eat. Well, you know, the thing with vegan food, and I actually had a sit-down with a very prominent vegan in Colorado Springs. Her name is J.L. Fields. She's been a vegan uh, cook for, you know, 20 years. She's published some vegan cookbooks. And back in the day, she was a big part of that vegan political movement. And I, you know, I explained to her, and I hope this is okay for your show, but, you know, as a chef, we never really got that far into the politics. We were more concerned if our cocaine was pure. Yeah, okay, sure. So so now that there's been some technological advances and, you know, that, that vegan pizzeria, I, I, would, I would put a hundred bucks down saying that, they're using cheeses that are made with potato starch, which is something that I would have never thought of, but is a huge uh, precursor to the vegan food industry right now. It makes for a fantastic texture, mouthfeel, flavor, and it reacts just like regular cheese. It's true. But it opened up so many different opportunities within the, the niche of vegan food that 20 years ago, we just wouldn't have been able to produce vegan food that's as delicious as it is now. There was always a a trade-off to be a vegan back in the day. It was like, oh, you know, I'm very self-righteous and I, I don't like, you know, animals being harmed, but I'm willing to compromise and eat food that tastes like shit. Now, they can eat food that tastes great and still have their laurels. And because the food is more approachable, I think it's opened up to, to such a wider breadth of individuals. I mean, I've been eating vegan for going on two months now. You know, every now and then I break it a little bit because I used to slaughter animals, so I'm, I'm okay with that part. I've already, I've already put that thought to bed within myself, but I feel better. Every now and then I'm still like, hey, I, I need a steak or I need this or I need that, but for the most part I have been eating vegan and it's been helping me, you know, with my personal health. I've lost a ton of weight, feeling better, but there's just so much better product out there now than there was 20 years ago yeah. when it was a political movement. I was going to say, man, you're looking good, brother. You're looking good. It's the beard. <laughs> it makes your beard look skinny. <laughs> 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 yeah. Well, dude, I'll tell you what, man. We're here in Florida until next Tuesday. Um, but we want to stop by and pay you a visit in person and catch up with you then. Do you mind if we do that? Oh, please. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Busy guy right there. I don't know, man. What do you want to leave us with, Chef Mark Henry? And that's uh, Rooster's House of Ramen in Colorado Springs. Yeah, swing on by, grab some vegan food. We'll we'll chat about it and, and explore some of the other opportunities, man. Have fun out there in Florida. Eat some seafood that I can't afford to buy here while you're there, okay? Dude, do you like grouper? 
I like golf. Oh. Except for salmon. Except for salmon. All right. That's usually the other way around. I like just salmon and not anything else. But uh, you're, you're an adventurous guy. All right, chef, a talented chef right there. His name's Chef Mark Henry. Thanks for being on the Modern Eater Show. We'll catch up, qu we'll catch up quick. All right, buddy. Take right. care. Thanks, you. Mark. All right, so that was Mark on today with a totally different um, – Totally different than what we were intending to have him on from the Shamrock Foods show. But he delivered uh, he straight from the heart. He gave us the vegan philosophy, the little bit of the show. and Today was such a, in, like, uh, you guys, I mean, you don't want to hear us whine about our production. You know, here we are. We're out here on a freaking beach trying to, <laughs> to do things in the sand and bring you a show and kind of recap our road trip. But what we can tell you is on Friday, we'll have more road trip recap from you. Definitely. Um, we're, we didn't do it today, but we'll have a little bit more uh, industry news, some of the new restaurant openings and closings. Uh, we kind of just want to be that topical, uh, current events, uh, things that are going on. And uh, as we kind of iron out our technical things, uh, we'll be adding to it, and it'll be good. We'll be on a lot of remote broadcasts and, and doing a lot of fun things. So on Friday, we'll get it regrouped, two-ish. Monday, Wednesday, Friday at two-ish, Nick. Two-ish. Um, today was one of those days, man. We checked out of our Airbnb unexpectedly. Um, we are currently homeless. We had to pivot, we, although we have some sand behind us that we need to lay down or jump in the water. It looks like some storms are coming through. Um, I don't know. You want to jump up and... Get that camera and do a little show around for the end of this broadcast, or are we done for the day? I think we're about done. <laughs> I think we're but done. we're not done at the Salty Crab. They're about ready to yeah, we're take ready. care of us. All right, show the, show, the, show the website here for one last time. We want to show, um, show you what's going on. And, again, themoderneater.com, we've got a lot of great new blog posts up in there. Check this out. The Hog in the Hand, Marion Cooper, Grand Junction, Colorado. This is Mackenzie and Chris. Um, that's Clark's, Clark and Co's Distilling, and that's in Palisade, Colorado. Also, this is a recap from yesterday's show. Anybody that's interested in a past show that we did, uh, it's going to look just like this. So today's show will package up. We'll put a nice ribbon on. It'll have the show in its entirety. It'll pop up here in a second, the U link to the YouTube. And the then, Modern Eater Network on and, YouTube. And then, of course, um, we have to thank all of our sponsors, Brews Beers, Colorado Mills Sunflower Products, Elevation Reps, Royal Crest Dairy, Swicken Associates, The Spice Guy, Swatch Artisan Foods, Shamrock Food Service, Pueblo Chili's Growers Organization, and Carboy Winery. This is a little look from um, the show that we <laughs> – hey, it looks like a carbon copy there. But we had some good guests on. Look at these chefs. And Charles Talbot as well. So make sure you check out our past uh, we shows. We've got everything posted again on our YouTube channel. We'd appreciate it if you clicked on right up here. See where it says notifications? Just click on that notification, and uh, you'll get notifications for the Modern Eater. So Friday, we're going to regroup, bring you a good show. And uh, more from Southwest Florida, Fort Myers Beach. And for myself, Greg Hollenbach, and Nick Epstein, uh, we're going to kick that rock on down the road. We'll return Friday at 2 p.m.-ish Mountain Time. And uh, we'll see you then, the Modern Eater Show. We will continue. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you, Aaron Boyle from Chow and Mark Henry. <laughs>